Islam. Assalamualaikum. Protect. Shalom. I want to welcome everyone to another airing of Conscious Vibes Radio. Of course, I am your host, Ramail Yobay. And today's show broadcast, we're going to deal with some symbolism that we use as um, Moors on an everyday basis. We're going to deal with the acronym and the symbolism attached to Islam, ourself, law, and master. Now, before we get into today's show, we want to make a couple of announcements. As a reminder, we have the class in Sacramento that is biweekly on Saturday at 3411 Atua Avenue, and that is also 12th Avenue by uh, Sacramento City College. And again, that is in the Sacramento Territory. We also have the live broadcast that happens every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And that is the uh, Great Seal Study class that happens at 3100 Telegraph in the Oakland Territory. Right now, we're going over, we're finishing up the study of the Constitution for the United States of America. We're heading um, into the amendments. And then from there, that's going to take us about three weeks or so to to get through. And then we'll be going into a background and a thorough history of the Moorish Divine National Movement. So I invite all to tune in. And if you're in the local territories, please come to the live class. Uh, it's imperative that uh, we all build together in the same in the same space. Um, don't be lazy and don't allow yourself to have a bunch of excuses as to why you don't make the live class. Do not use the fact that it is broadcasted live as an excuse not to get out of your home uh, and come commune with the uh, brothers and uh, and the sisters who are present. <clears throat> but if you're not in the territory, you can find the live broadcast on YouTube, what you want to do is go to uh, Moab Bay, Moab Bay on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel, and you will get notifications when the show is live each and every single week. Also, <clears throat> just as a reminder, I want to make sure that everyone, uh, if you can, open up in Google. If you don't have the um, the picture with the acronym for Islam on it, open it up. 
just simply type in Islam and, and go to images, and you'll see the sheet. It's uh, yellow and white, and it says Islam, spaced out. Um, and that's what we're going to go over. Now, one of the reasons that <clears throat> we're going over this is because a lot of times we are looking past that symbolism and what is being laid out for us, what we're being taught by that symbolism, why is it there in the first place. And because we're looking past it, we're missing um, some of the ancient archaic teachings uh, and understandings of the ancestors. And most of these emblems, these symbols, have been co-opted by your um, modern Rosicrucian or Masonic orders. And so in most cases, uh, most of us look past them also. And because we're looking past them, we're not, we're not fully getting the point. Understand that this is a divine movement. Divine. It is a Moorish divine national movement. And divine precedes all. And with the understanding of the divinity of the movement, <clears throat> when we're speaking of the divinity of the movement, we're not speaking church, we're not speaking uh, religion. And when I say church, I'm speaking of the modern, the modern connotative understanding of church, because in truth, we are speaking church. We're speaking ring. We're speaking 360 degrees of understanding and knowledge, 720 degrees, if you can understand what that actually means and the true uniting of Asia that it represents. So when we're speaking of these things, if you look past the symbols, then you'll miss it. The reason that our ancestors did things based off of symbology is because the brain deals with symbology and departmentalizes things that way. So the brain will take an image, and with that image that it, had, it has, it will attach thousands of meanings, and that image itself makes those meanings easier to recall. And so we will see the uh, picture of the, uh, of the sun disk. And that will bring back to our, recon, you know, uh, recognizance, our re recognition, the forefront of our mind, the emblem of the creator, the personification of the masculine energy of the creator that will raise in our mind also the, the information that comes from the rays of Ra. They will also give to us an understanding <clears throat> or bring back to the forefront of our mind things such as fertility. We'll bring back to our mind things such as, as the life giver. We'll also bring back to our mind the atom. So many things will be attached. When we see the color red, then there are things that are attached to that color because this is how the human mind works. You see red, your heart palpitates faster. 
you think of speed, you may think of high energy, you may think of blood, you may think of the original man. And depending on where you're from, you're going to attach many different meanings to that. That is how the brain works best, through signs and symbols. And the primordial, the archaic, the original man left these symbols. And these symbols have been preserved through through modern societies, sacred or secret societies that were initiated into our knowledge, our archaic knowledge, and to this day preserve it while they're waiting for the true heirs of the estate to wake up. And so in many cases, the way that we're kept out of this information is by the attachment of the information being called mystery or mythology. And so you will see them flash the information on television, you hear it spoken about on the radio, and it will always be spoken of as mystery, mythology. But for those who actually know, history is laid out in these so-called mysteries and these symbols that are attached to it have information that people the world over are searching for. And so those who deal with things on a very mundane level will watch TV shows, watch a movie, and will completely miss all the information that's actually being presented because they're trapped in a thought process of this must-be make-believe. While in truth, your whole ancient archaic history is being laid out in front of you. They, in the movie, what was it, the name of the movie, um, All three of the movies I'm thinking about, just the titles of them disappeared. But in the movies, they'll show you things such as the hybrid experiments. You'll have the Isle of Dr. Monroe, where they'll show you the hybrid experiments that produced the Albion. And people will assume that what they're showing you is just some crazy movie and that it has nothing um, historically wrapped in it. And this is how all the information has been kept. Turn your attention to the symbol, Islam. You're going to see five different representations of Islam. The eye is attached to the crescent 
and the star. The S is attached to the Maru or the pyramid. The L attached to the compass and the square. The A is attached to the star, hex alpha, and the M is attached to the cross with the circle. Written below the I, it says, I, from the creator of the universe, representing mother and child, from hence you came. The S says, self, each one of us is a trinity, this being the symbol of civilization. The L, law, the length, angle, and width of the cosmic energies that march you. A, the joining of the two trinities, male and female principles, the triune which separate, excuse me, creates another I am. M, master, the, this being the glyph or the planet Earth of which we are on and aspire to be master navigators upon. Within what is written, it's pretty self-explanatory what's being explained. But we're going to take a deeper look into it. The first glyph, symbol, is the star and the crescent. The star and the crescent is one of your most arcane symbols on the planet. It is considered an ancient Moabite symbol and seal. You will find it <clears throat> as a Moabite seal dating all the way back to the least 6 B.C. You will find an early use in Mesopotamia. First, actually under the Ottoman Empire, and this did not take place until your late eighteen hundreds. The first symbols of Islam or flags used, especially in carrying out war for Islam, were green, white, blue flags having nothing on them. The symbol has been one of dispute in Islam because Islam in itself as a religion mandates that there are no uh, symbols representing Islam. And so you'll find that there are many people who go back and forth dealing with symbolism. 
in most cases, they're going back and forth because in generally they're looking at the symbol from a mundane level. Again, the symbol is one of the oldest on the planet. You will actually find Venus of LaSalle, which is at least 26,000 years old, holding up the crescent in her right hand, and it will have 13 stripes on it. And this is 26,000 years old. Understanding that the etymon for the word crescent, it being a noun, comes from Anglo-French, croissant, from Old French, croissant, from modern French, croissant. And that one is C-R-O-I-S-S-A-N-T. It has the Latin Nominative means to grow. So the crescent itself literally means to grow, to come forth. in itself, you go goes back to different means. Archaic civilizations, you'll have a representation depending on where you're at and the teachings at the, at that time. You can the and the and also is your eastern star. Now, in the use or the following, or should be following, you're going to see that it says, I, I from the creator of the universe, represents from him. And this symbolism The mom and the sun. The and it is beautiful and tying us back to the understanding of the matriarchal principle in the universe. Ma being the begotten and her her son, the raisin star, held on high. It's tied us back to a respect and a reverence for mother. Going back to the eastern star, big star. Going to 
You're also going to find that it represents copper, which is it, our chemical metals tied to Venus. You're also going to find that the moon represents silver. Silver being the highest electrical conduit, conduit. It's not used in most electric circuits because of the expense that is now tied to it. A chemical metal for the moon is represented as silver, and the star is represented as copper, which is also another electrical conduit. This is also why you'll find that in the ancient civilizations, because gold, silver, and copper were understood to be electrical conduits, conduits, that you'll find them wrapped around different parts of the body. In many of the circles around um, those who, who consider themselves conscious, you'll also find that you'll see the brothers and the sisters wearing the same. So you'll find us wearing things that are made of copper around the wrist, around the ankles, around the neck, and that actually produces and helps the circulation inside the body. Some were also were silver and some were gold. This is an ancient understanding of how these things tie back into the circuitry of the body. And so the ancient name attached to the moon is Sin or Nana. It is Sin. In Mesopotamia, and you can find that, and actually, sin in Mesopotamia was actually a masculine figure. And again, so you're going to find where, depending on the culture, the cult, you have a different representation of the moon and the energies. Again, in a lot of your ancient societies things were the opposite. So even the sun was considered to be feminine at one point and the moon was considered to be masculine. Now within this and the pyramid as it's modernly called you're also going to find one of the sacred understanding of the word, the title, the attribute, more, and the foundation of that knowledge, which is the root MR. If you go into the glyphs, the metaneta, you'll find that the name attached to the pyramids is MR. And as you'll see, that no matter how you attempt to pronounce that, it says more, 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 
the same. As you look at this glyph, you will see several different things. On top, you will also see a shining, what appears to be a shining light. You will also see and understand that the pyramid is at 90-degree right angles, producing a shadow seven. There is a study that deals with the ancient layout of what they will call the Pyramid of Man. which will show a layout and measurement that they've done that show that some of the pyramids in Mizraim are actual representations and the chambers are actually measurable and comparable to the dimensions of the body. And so they will show that if you measure from the chamber in the heart to the lungs in the body, that you can go inside of these pyramids, these marus, in Mizram, and you will find that the dimensions correlate. Because most of these pyramids had a far greater meaning than what is being revealed to the normal audience through your National Geographic or your science channels. Most of them were observatories where we deal with cosmogony and cosmological occurrences. In the wording attached to it, it tells you that each of us is a trinity. And the trinity being the symbol of civilization. The trinity, everything is built off of three. Everything. Beginning, middle, end. Is built off of the three. And within the trinity of what it's speaking of here, you have an ascendant. And with your sun, moon, and ascendant, you actually have your cosmological makeup. So you will have your sun that is normally represented in the European cosmology, meaning that when, generally when people are asking you what is your sign, you're going to give them your sun sign, which, of course, is going, you're going to say Taurus, Leo, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Gemini. 
But with each one of us being a trinity, what you have is the literal fact that you are presented with three planets that are in the forefront of rulership of your makeup. You have your moon, which is going to deal with your emotional body. That becomes the how I feel of your intellect. That is how you take in situations that are emotional, your vantage point for emotional situations. You have your son. Your son is your mental vantage point. Your son represents how you take in information. how you think, how you analyze. This is your son. Then you have your ascendant. Your ascendant is your mode or apparatus of presentation. So you have your moon, which is how you feel. And then you have your ascendant, which is how you display how you feel. You have your son, which is how you think. You have your ascendant, is how you display how you think. And so in general, when someone meets you, what they run into is your display. And most will find themselves in conflict, especially depending on how far away or what what degrees and angles that their sun, moon, and sign, sun, moon, and ascendant occupies. And so some will describe you in a way that you don't think you fit because your mode of thought is based simply in how you see yourself, not and you see yourself through your sign, your son. So you will go through general life with people giving you a description of yourself that is actually your ascendant while you're viewing yourself as your son. And if the two occupy far spaces from each other on your chart, then it will be harder for you to identify with that description. Now, on the symbol, on the glyph of the maru here, you'll also see what appears to be a bright light. And that bright light is dealing with the activation based on recognition of your trinity. It is based on the activation of the sixth and the seventh seal 
on the sixth and the seventh chakra. The seventh chakra, being represented by the halo or the wings that you'll see in many symbols dedicated to religions around the world. It is the representation of the Buddha or the Christ degree. And so it is attached to the Maru here because it shows that through the navigation of self, the understanding of the Trinity that makes you up, that the enlightenment, the Buddha enlightenment, is possible. Then you're going to come to the L. And on the L, it's going to say the law. The length, angle, and width of the cosmic energies that marks you. In most cases, people will readily identify this with its most widely used, the club that most widely uses it now, which is generally going to be known or understood to be a Masonic symbol. Now, understanding that masonry goes back to the first symbol here, the I, Ma and Son, Mason, Ma Son. And so it is, in fact, true that the compass in square is Masonic. You will find that in the degrees given, In some of your temples, you will hear terms such as squaring your circle. Now, in that depiction, the square is represented as the physical body, the physical prison. The square is represented as the limitations that restrict the spirit. The circle that is drawn by the compass, and that term represents the spirit. And so if you were to affix a circle inside of a square, you will have that Masonic symbol of squaring your circle. Your circle also can represent your passion. And squaring the circle also can be symbolic of honing in and mastering your passion. you'll find that on the Masonic apron, you'll usually find the square of the compass covering the lower chakras, representing 
the mastering of the lower self. Where is always done and drawn at right angles of 90 degrees. It is the Aleph and the Lamed. And it will also go by many other different symbolical representations. Is the most notable of Freemasonry. Now, the compass, of course, makes the Latin A, and the square makes the Latin L. Again, that is equivalent to Aleph and Lamed. A L E P H, Lamed, L A M E D, which is also going to represent the ox and the ox excuse me. The ox is representative of the plow. The plow primitive man or the raw force of creation. Now the ox goat is represented as the plowman who directs the movement of the ox. And so you have the ox goad who represents the directing force or directing agent of the primitive forces or the raw forces of creation. Understood that force alone is wasted energy. In order for force to become power, it must be directed and channeled into specific tasks. It's the same lesson that is also taught to an entered apprentice dealing with the gaffle or Thor's hammer. You also have the Aleph and the Lane corresponding with the fool and justice. The number of the fool is the cipher suggestive of the same circular shape in which the compasses are used operative masonry. The Yazateric corresponds to lane, and justice is a zodiacal sign Libra which is, of course, suggesting and, under, and deciphering balance and structurally or balance that structurally comes from the building on the square. You also should see that Aleph and Lane is the spelling of the divine name of, also indicates deity, which is also indicated by the compass in the square. Now the square and the compass also corresponds to the union of opposites. 
it corresponds to the lozenge or the rhombus, which is indicative of the yoni if you're dealing with Hindu and Eastern traditions. And so in itself, the square and the compass represents the uniting of masculine and feminine principles, which is also why you will see that it has the G in the middle. I'm going to bring in a caller with a question before I move on any further so I don't miss anything from anyone. So you have 443-769-7198, third code 443-769, Islam. Islam, 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 beloved Ramiel, I am Hassan Ghazi Obey at Northwestern Maxim. How are you, beloved? All is well. How are you doing, boy? I'm I'm doing good. I just wanted to, I didn't have much to say except this is an excellent, excellent, excellent demonstration. And I am just like sitting here like all smiles and, and eager just to hear you continue. But I'm so glad and appreciative that you're touching bases on drawing the correlations between astrology, cosmology, and, and the sacred geometry overall. And with that, I yield the floor. Thank you so much. Islam. Islam. Much appreciated. Peace and love. Peace and love. Now, if anyone has any questions or comments, please go ahead and push one because I know we're dealing with a subject that um, is going to be new in some of the things you have presented. So I want to make sure that everyone's questions and all those things are answered before we um, move on to, you know, another point. So whether it's a question or a comment, uh, push one. When I notice it, I will bring you in. Now, with the uniting of the masculine and feminine energy, feminine energy that is represented by the compass and square, is going to be the reasons why you have the capital G. And the capital G inside of that compass and squares represents the genitive powers of the masculine and feminine energy. It is the hermetic marriage squaring the circle. And it signifies, again, the union of opposites. The capital G is representative of the yoni powers or the peace, which is K-T-E-I-S, peace, and the creative principle. When the capital G is not present within the law theme, the theme of the oppositional union still persists as the theme, as the square, then signifies the earth. While the compass, when used in operative masonry, 
signifies the orbit of the planetary bodies and thus the heavens. The one represents matter, the other represents spirit. And the squaring of the circle, although it's not ideal traditionally associated with Freemasonry, the squaring of the circle nonetheless is demonstrated by the precise geometrical shape that the square and the compasses are used to scribe or inscribe in operative masonry. So when we're looking at the law, list with, all things are bound by these same forces. Everything is bound by them. Nothing is able to escape. Everything is mass. And so this is what the compass represents. Now you're going to come to the M. The M is the joining of the two trinities, the states. Male and female principles, the triune which creates another I am. In this glyph, or this symbol here, you're going to see that it has the two triangles, one saying north, one saying south, and you have the capital G and the seven. What should immediately stick out to those or to whoever is looking is, again, the two pyramids. The prophet spoke of the uniting of Asia, and he spoke of the uniting of the higher self and the lower self. Same thing that Sethar Gautama, or who was known as Buddha, spoke of. The same thing that Isa, or Yeshua bin Yosef, who was known as Jesus the Christ, spoke of. The uniting of the higher self and the lower self. North and south. In this operative symbol, you have one of the pyramids pointing north. The pyramid Maru that is pointing north represents the esoteric side of your trinity. The pyramid pointing south, downwards, pointing to your exoteric trinity. One north is pointing to the etheric or ethereal side, the spirit side of man. One pointing north is pointing to the plane of matter. So whatever 
your sun, moon, and ascendant is, you have to study both sides of that. Generally, when you are studying cosmology in your trinity, you are only going to be studying, especially in European philosophy, the plane of matter. Bring those things up. Even when you speak to those who will assume that they are properly trained in the teaching and the unfolding of people's charts, they will generally leave out your trinity that is due south. Excuse me, due north, which is your ethereal or spirit, spiritual side. And because they will leave this out, they will leave out many of your most important attributes that you need to bring out. Two will read completely different. So you will have Taurus esoterically is understand to be the first emanation of matter. The first time that the creator looked itself at its creation and will be represented in the Bibliothe Heliotext as the and God looked and seen that everything was good. You will have cancer esoterically that represents divine rest and the final rest plunging into the plane of matter. You will have Gemini that will represent Castor and Pollock, Cain and Abel, the right and the left hemisphere of the brain. That is Gemini. Gemini will represent esoterically the separation on the etheric level and the spiritual fall, the separation of the masculine and feminine principle. Gemini will also represent the feminine principle being pushed to the side. You will have Libra that will esoterically represent close to what it represents in the, in the mundane plane of matter. However, what's generally not revealed to the masses is that Libra is an amorphodite. And it represents the time on the planet where the masculine and feminine principle were one. And you can go on, on down the list from the beginning and the end. You'll again see that Aries represents the spark of creation, the spark that sets creation in motion is represented by Aries. And each one of those signs two sides to it. 
Now, you will also, as you pointed out, notice that you have a heptad inside of the two pyramids. And the Hebrew, which means to venerate. The Hebrew, Shibu, which deals with set-aside abundance. Seven, representing holy, halig, fire, which is also representing divine. It represents the motherless and the virgin. And in this and this and the heptad that is represented within these two pyramids also has the capital G above it. Which again is indicative of the deus. The deus. And the full representation of this sign is to be understood as the uniting, the combining of your higher and lower self, which is why you have the deals and divinity in the middle. As a way to picture it for yourself, take a line with a pen and just draw a straight line. Once you've drawn that straight line, I want you to take on one side, on the left side, put an M. And on the right side, I want you to put an F. And then I want you to go in the complete center and put a circle. And within that circle, on the top, put a G. Is your circle should split the line. The top of the line, G. The bottom of the line, 7. And that line with the circle and the G7 in the middle represents the combining and the true uniting of Asia. And And that is the reason that you have God or the representation of the G the deals in the middle because the true creative spark, the true spark of creation is both masculine and feminine principles combined. And with the complete balancing of those principles is the true understanding of the uniting of Asia that is presented in the Holy Quran of the Moorish Holy Temple of Science. That is the uniting of Asia. The higher self and the lower self. What most understand as that deals with the suppression 
of the lower self. The suppression of the lower self is actually not needed. It is understanding how to unite those energies, and that's where divinity or creation And so learning both sides of your chart, when you go to someone, making sure that they are well-studied in both laws, the laws of the ethereal world and the laws of the plane of matter, we're interpreting the chart. And if you are dealing with interpreting your chart on your own. What I suggest is that any time that you are looking, if you're looking online, because I'll give you that information because most people will find themselves doing these studies online. When you are online, what I want you to do is any time you are looking for the ethereal, side, the esoteric side of information, simply type in esoteric, preceding everything else. Simply type esoteric, E-S-O-T-E-R-I-C, esoteric. When you type in esoteric, Then you're going to type in esoteric Neptune, or actually, let's say your son, esoteric sun and Taurus. That is going to give you the other side of your information. That's going to give you your spiritual nature. And then at the same time as you're studying that, you also study the mundane. So you just simply put in sun in Aries without esoteric. When you want to know the spiritual side, the esoteric side, you put in esoteric sun, and you will see that that information in many ways will read totally different and that it's both you. It's you. Also understanding that when you're studying your clinic, when you're studying your chart, you also have to deal with your 180-degree opposite. So if your son is in Aries, you also need to be studying its reflection, Libra, at the same time. If your sun or your moon is in Gemini, you also need to be looking at Sagittarius. If it's Cancer, you need to be looking at Capricorn. Or if it's Capricorn, you need to be looking at Cancer as its reflection. This is a true study of self. And this is how you have the G and the Heptad and how you get to the place of divinity. That is the generative 
and operative use of this symbol. And through that operative use of it, that is the true implementation that gives you the ability to create another I am. Understanding how to harness your masculine and feminine feminine energy for you to produce the desired life for you is what the search has to be for every time. Unite the uniting of Asia on the mundane has to do with the unification of the people who physically consider themselves Moors. But the true uniting of Asia is the uniting of the lower self of the higher self. As above, so below. That is the uniting of Asia. And that is why the prophet said that this war will not be able to be told in words. This war will not be able to be told in words because it's an internal conflict. And it is a war that will not be seen to the outside world. It's internal. Now, if there are any questions, go ahead and start pushing one so that we can make sure to get them in. Now, you're going to come to the last symbol. Is the M. And it says, Master. This being the glyph for the planet Earth of which we are on, and aspire to be master navigators upon. This being the glyph for the planet Earth of which we are on and aspire to be master navigators upon. This is considered the master's field. Immediately, you should notice that it is spiritual. It's a round spear. It has an N, W, E, and an S attached to the outer part of the spear. It has a line, two lines, one going northeast, north-south, and the other going east-west. You have the representation. It's sectioned off into four squares. And each, excuse me, not square, triangles. And each triangle has a 90 degrees and a represents and three threes, three triads. The reason that this is the master seal is because of its tool of it being a tool of navigation. 
I want you to turn your attention to the dot in the center that is usually not spoken about and missed. There's a dot in the center. The dot or the monad. The monad is the beginning. And it's due center, dead center in the spirit. If you were to remove everything besides the dot and the sphere, you will see the representation of the divine ovum. You will also see a representation of the atom. The representation atom and this ovum, the divine ovum, are representations of the monad. It is going to take you back to the beginning, point of navigation. The divine ovum, the thing, the source of all creation, the atom, the source of all things built. You also should see that there are four split triangles. And in your chambers for the initiates or the adepts, you will be made to understand for those who actually journey or travel that direction that the number four deals with creation. And all numbers, all things are encompassed and created at four. One plus two plus three plus four is ten. Four represents the pairing of the dual opposites. One plus two plus three plus four is ten. You're going to see that each one has three triads or three, three, three. Three taking you back to the Trinity and a Trinity of steps that is going to encompass and make the number nine. 
which is going to represent the 90 degrees, which goes takes you back to self, which also takes you back to law. And the square, everything being drawn out at 90 degree right angles. You see north, south, east, and west, which is going to represent the four cardinal points on the earth. which is also going to represent the four elements, fire, water, earth, wind. Which is also going to represent your four cardinal signs of the zodiac. The reason it is called the Master Seal has to do and is implied within the circle. The circle deals with the knowledge of these things. Being able to bring the knowledge full circle represented by your four 90-degree angles multiplied by four creation becomes your 360 degrees. And the true master is the one who has been able to unite his higher self and his lower self. He is the one who understands law, length, angle, and width. He's the one who understands the duality of self. The master understands the ma and the sun angle, the alchemical makeup of the planets. The master has the ability to navigate these glyphs, not know them, not just know them, but to navigate them. And you will know the master simply by the wording that is used. And you will be able to separate the master from the neophyte or the enter apprentice just by wording. those who have not reached the master's degree will use terms such as the how much mercury in retrograde affects you. Those who are the master knows how to use mercury in retrograde to their benefit. Those who have mastered or who wear the symbol of the master study the planetary alignments 
to know what energies are apparent for their own manipulation. Those who are neophyte are looking at their chart to see what planets are affecting them today. And again, it's a difference in understanding terminology and language. When we come to an acute and accurate understanding of what it really looks like for the United and Asia, we first go back to the compass in the square and draw back to the point where I told you that one of the degrees is given and circling your square. And the circle representing the spirit and the square representing the physical body that imprisons the spirit. And within that whole mythological story that's given, you will find many jewels that deal with the reason that we continually come back and the reason that we took on these bodies. And I want you to turn your attention to page 5 of the Holy Quran, or the Quran of the Moorish Holy Temple of Science, where a key is given if one takes the time to look. It says that upon the boundary, first sentence, first start of the first sentence, upon the boundary of the plane of soul, the ether began to vibrate slower. Still, and then, the essence took on a final guard. The perfumes and the odors of the true sensations and the all of love were clothed in flesh. And man was clothed in flesh. Perfected man must pass through all the ways of life. And so carnal nature was full manifest. And nature that sprang forth was fleshly things. Without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength. And thought must be developed by the exercise of strength. And so this carnal nature soon became a foe that man must fight. That he must, that he might be the strength of Allah made manifest. Let every living thing stand still and hear. Man is the Lord of all the plane of manifest, a protoplast, protoplast, a mineral, a plant, a beast, but he gave up his birthrights just to glorify his lower self. But man will regain his lost estate. His heritage, but he must do it in a conflict that cannot be told in words. 
Yeah, he must suffer trials and temptations, manifold. But let him know that cherubim and seraphim, the rule the stations of the Son and the Spirit of the mighty Allah, who rule the solar stars, are his protectors and his guides. And they will lead to victory. Man will be fully saved, redeemed, perfected by the things he suffers on the plane of flesh and on the plane of soul. When man has conquered carnal things, his garb of flesh will then have served it, and well, it will fall, will be no more. That is the mythological story, the understanding of squaring your circle. Our ancestors knew and understood and used terminology describing the plane of matter, the 3D, the flow vibratory rate that persists here in the earth at this point. That's hell. Our ancestors long understood that it was the testing ground. This is what is understood, Masonically, as squaring your circle. This is what is understood when the prophet was revealing the purpose of man. That man must know his strength. This is also what's in the Biblios Heliotext. When it tells you that in every bended knee, every knee will bend. In the praise of the glory of God. Capricorn rules the knees. Capricorn esoterically represents the bending of the knee and the culmination and the understanding that the uniting of the higher self and the lower self is completely necessary and must be done in order for man to actually reach his pinnacle. And this is where you move in into Aries and Pisces, which is going to deal with lessons learned and the use of lessons learned. This is the esoteric side of it. What you're giving on the mundane side of it is different. The esoteric side of Aquarius and Pisces, Pisces literally deals with lessons learned. Capricorn deals with the needs and recognition of the necessity of uniting the higher self and the lower self to go back to your meeting place with Allah, which is the heart. And so the master understands those things and personifies those things very well. There was a video that I posted, and you can go to my page, and you'd have to uh, probably scroll down. Um, but I put it up for people to see. 
not sure how many people paid attention or caught it, but it was there, where you see uh, the Pope, the Papa, the Papacy, okay, understanding that he's not exactly the Pope, because that is an ancient title that actually belongs to us, but he is the one occupying that seat of the Papacy. He was wearing the master seal in the video, literally wearing the master seal as a ring in this video. And if you're not looking, you'll miss the whole fact that he's literally wearing the master seal. Holding the mic, you can see him wearing the master seal. Because his knowledge is not hidden from those who actually want to see. It's right out there. You'll see many Moors wear certain symbols. One of the symbols that you'll see that's being made is this symbol of self. And that is the the Maru or the pyramid that a lot of Moors are wearing as necklaces. You'll also see that there's a lot of Moors who have uh, the ring with the um, the seven, the circle seven in it. And these are all tools that need to be understood because even the, the ring with the circle seven represents the master seal. Now, what we have to do is although with respect that many students, many students want to represent and be themselves and present the ancient cultural artifacts. Although in most cases cannot present the sublime knowledge of being able to work those tools. In order for us to truly gain and garner the respect that we have to um, or that we need to get on the planet, we also have to respect our ancient culture, our ancient cult. So although everyone's in a rush to present it, what I urge everyone to do is clean up their terminology. Understand that knowledge from the beginning of time has been given in degrees. From the beginning of time, this is ancient. There was a lot of knowledge that was given in ancient cults that today seem to would seem to be high science that wasn't in those times. But the most sublime of all knowledge was always given in degrees. 
and those who presented themselves as having those degrees upon questioning, and even today, upon questioning, have to be able to support it. In many of your cults today, and understand that when I'm saying cult, everyone should know that I'm speaking of culture. In the cultures of today, the cults, cult just means culture. You will find that if one is showing or personifying a lot of light, light being knowledge, by those who are actually a part of those cults, upon meaning they will be questioned. And in many of your cults, if you are falsely representing that is sacred, sacred also means secret. If you are representing them things, those things and do not have the knowledge to actually back it up, that within those cults, you have the right to be stripped of that light. Meaning that if you talk to those who are part of um, the different degrees of masonry or your uh, Rosicrucian cult, upon questioning someone, if the test or the answers are not given correctly, they will take those symbols from that individual. So if you're walking around with a shirt and a, with the compass and the square, which we all know is co-opted because it's a more ancient symbol. But if you are walking around with that and you see whether you're one of a fellow Mason or another brother and they question you, tell me a story. They ask you, are you a traveling man? If your response isn't correct, in their cult, they have the right to take that shirt, take that ring. This is ancient. This is not. These, these are just co-opted principles because the knowledge, the degrees that are being given, are not considered just something that you claim. Because you want to. I want to say uh, that I'm adept. I want to say that um, I'm initiated. I want to say these things when you have actually went through no process to show it and you don't have the knowledge to back it up. It's no different 
when one really understands the word nigger, going back to Nagus. And in Ethiopia, anciently Maruk, being the name attributed to the land in the cuneiform tablets, Maruk. It means emperor or king. But if you go back to find the word older text, if you go back to the cuneiform tablets, the root word for nigger or inga, a nagus, is is inga or inga, ng or mg. And the MG and the NG are titles of nobility given to the priestly class. It was called the Unga or the Unga. And it meant high priest. And so that word Unga and Unga, understanding the M and the N are basically the same. In ancient scripts, they didn't have both. Means priest, and it ends up becoming Nagus, meaning emperor. Today, it translates in the King's English, as it's called, which is, of course, we know co opted for many of our. Uh, ancient languages, it translates to nigger. And so you will find many people, because the word nigger goes back to nagus, saying that it's proper. So it's okay to say nigger. Even though the concepts seem different, they're not different. It's an ancient title of nobility. Nigga would literally be a title of nobility. Nagus, Unga, Inga. And in ancient cultures, you would not run around calling people by titles of nobility they have not earned. And upon questioning, if they could not present the light properly, you would strip them of those artifacts. This is the ancient cultures. So we have a caller coming in from 702. Exchange is 755-702. Exchange 755. Islam, you're live. Islam, brother. Brother Wilcox Day. Islam. I have some more. Uh, oh, all is truly well, especially listening to uh Adepts speak eloquently on the science. I'm doing great. You know, most definitely, uh, it's, it's it's a relief to hear brothers speak on the science accurately. And I thank you. Indeed. Uh, yeah. I, um, go ahead. No, go ahead and finish more. Okay. Yeah. I I just have a question in regards to the accuracy when one is. Um, Attempting to decipher or to begin to look at their chart, we know that the timing 
in regards to when one is born, so to speak, um, mm-hmm. could be off just a little bit in regards to what is on the actual what we call the birth certificate. And knowing mm-hmm. that when you're actually uh, doing your chart, uh, especially dealing with the triune, more specifically the moon, um, changes you know every two minutes. And so I wanted if you could demonstrate on how one can, you know, kind of um, make sure or be as accurate as possible in regards to um, the timing and when they were born, based off of what some of the uh, birth certificates may say versus the actual time. Islam. Islam. So any good, any good um, interpreter of a chart is going to generally ask you a few different questions to determine whether your time is accurate. Now, let me say for the record that um, the I'm a neophyte. I'm a beginner. I understand the basics. And those basics may seem um, like they're hot signs to people who don't know, but I'm, uh, I'm, into, uh, I'm a neophyte understand the basics of chart interpretation. But those who really that is their degree, that's their calling, they will know how to decipher it for you. So, for instance, the uh, Moabite sister I use to um, give me my information, she will start um, by saying, okay, did this happen to you a week ago? Did this happen to you a week ago? Did this happen to you yesterday? Was you feeling like this five days ago? You know, she'll ask you those type of questions, and she'll say, she'll tell you because I'm a, I'm asking them because if these things, if certain things occur, that's going to tell me whether I need to move your time forward or back. So I don't know how to do that, but I can put people in contact with someone who does. That that's literally their literal. Uh, degree, and that's their specialty. Where it's not, it's not my degree. I just understand a lot of the uh, the, the basics that may seem like they're more than basics. Islam, brother, most definitely. Um, uh, that's not my expertise either. But most definitely, the only thing I've had to base. You know, my chart off the birth certificate So that's good to know And I look forward to um, uh, That information in the contact with that sister Because I think that's imperative For all of us To make sure that we, you know Get this right So we won't be um, headed down the wrong path Islam Islam, and I will make sure that before The call ends, I give out the Moabites um, Contact information Because she does not mind If anyone wants to get that. And I do encourage all Moors to get your chart done because, you know, in order to know yourself, you must study yourself. And so these are, there are individuals who this is what they do. So I definitely would give out the information when you contact her, uh, contact her via text first uh, because she generally won't answer. Tell her that you heard on the Conscious Vibe show um, that, um, she can do the work, and then she'll get she'll contact you uh, back. She's busy, so it may take a day or two, but she will get back to you. She's wonderful, um, and then she'll discuss the contribution 
that's needed, but I'll definitely give it out before the show is over. Islam. Islam, brother, gratitude. Uh, one more thing. Um, you were demonstrating on yeah. the G. Um, you most definitely brought some new light um, to the shadow of that. Most, um, um, my understanding, um, G is also associated with Gnostic. So mm-hmm. we were talking about the uniting, you know, the the the, uh, the, the esoteric with the mundane. Most definitely, um, I believe. The, and you correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Gnostic just basically basically means to knowing or dealing with the science of knowing. And so it kind of corresponds exactly. with what you were saying, Islam. Mm-hmm. Islam. Thank you, brother. All right, that's that's all I And you answered my question. Thank you. Islam. Much appreciated. We're going to bring in area code 347 with the exchange 443. Area code 347, exchange 443. Islam. Islam? Okay. Must uh, push it down. I think it's. Okay. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, you have an echo. Yeah, yeah. So turn down either the computer, either the computer or, or, or whatever. Or whatever. Or whatever. Or whatever. Or whatever in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, sis, whenever you're ready. Is that better at all? Yeah, yeah, you're all good now. Uh, it looks like we lost her, so she'll pop back in. And um, I'll bring in 443 with the uh, exchange of 769. Area code 443, exchange 769, Islam. Islam, Islam, Islam. Uh, beloved brother, Ramiel, uh, I am Hassan Ghazi Obey at of I wanted to um, just chime in again uh, when the brother, uh, I, I believe, um, what I heard, I trust, I heard Wilcox Bay um, when he had mentioned something about the time. Um, in, in, in my studies thus far, um, one is using, and I am using as well as for my own chart, I used um, the time that uh, my mom uh, had recorded. Um, so uh, another thing to, that's kind of important, though, about, about the time, if, if one cannot get one uh, that is, you know, uh, family accurate, so to speak, as far as like a family member actually taking the time at the time you were born, and going off of uh, that uh, generalized time via the uh, birth bond, so to speak, um, what's really, really important in the astrology to um, really grasp is our um, perspective here in the Western Hemisphere of where the sun was when we were laid down, normally in comparison to what is known as the Vedic astrology or Indian astrology, they would say that our view, well, in the studies, that our view of the sun is more apparent, that is colored, so to speak, thus giving a 23-degree difference in the celestial longitude of the placement of the celestial bodies overall and, and everything else. So say, for example, if one has their sun sign, uh, let's say, cancer, and it's at uh, 22 degrees cancer, the sun is, according to our Western astrology or what they call the tropic uh, astrological system. 
they would truly be in the Vedic astrology system according to the time, of course, uh, 23 degrees prior. So that would make them a 29th degree Gemini. Uh, so that's just kind of what would what, what actually occur in, in the time perspective. So the reason why the time is really, really, really important is uh, because the eastern horizon, for one, does change every two hours. It changes signs, 12 signs every two hours. That's 24 hours. So that's one of the reasons why the time is important, so that we can get, you know, within a two-hour grasp, within the 30 degrees of a certain sign, so to speak. But um, uh, the, the the main thing to really pay attention to is not only just the exact time, but also the uh, definitives or the denotations or the reasons why those energies at those certain degrees as well are important too, because that will also yield mm-hmm. a beautiful little nuggets about the uh, personality, so to speak. But with that, I, I yield the floor. I just wanted to add that, uh, you know, as as far as to to the form that that was all. And thank you so much for taking my call, Islam. Peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah, your contribution. Appreciate it. So we're going to bring in the, um, bring back in the Moabitis, uh, 347-443. Very called 347. Shane's 443 Islam. Islam, Sharice L. again. I don't know what's going on. They tripping me up today. Seriously, this is like the third call. My, you know, it, it just kind of cut off on me. I understand. Wow, but okay. um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as I'm calling in, I heard um Brother Hassan go in, um breaking down the Vedic astrology, and um he's on point with a few, with, with with um as what my analysis is as far as understanding um Vedic astrology, and um another thing um that I've that I've taken in from Vedic astrology is understanding how they centralize. I'm not sure if you went in on it, um, but they focus mainly on the seven um, inner planets, and it kind of correlates to what you were speaking of early, uh, earlier with, the, you know, breaking down symbols and seven being one of them. It correlates back mm-hmm. and forth um, with each other um, when speaking about the planets, um, along with your chakras and stuff like that, the, the earth vibrates, um, vibrations and stuff. But um, as far as like being very, um, getting more detailed or more specific aspects or understandings of yourself within your chart, it really does come down to the aspects. Like, I mean, like what these planets are doing when they're together, um, the energy that they give off in the house definitely determines the characteristic of yourself. So it's like mm-hmm. um, with the Vedic astrology, what they do well, there actually there's different types. Um, it's like you have an overall, right? It's called Vedic astrology, but then you have subsections where you can, where they focus on different, um, different. I suppose you can say topic points that you can pull out of the chart because really, when you're looking at Zodiacus, there's various things that you can find within that chart. You know, just the class that mm-hmm. I had um, previous. You know, it was I was talking about how you can. Same way you have a a solar return, you have a lunar return. You have a Mars return, a Saturn return. You know, like these are things that you can really chart out once you understand timing. And that's what it comes down to, which is why the timing is so important. But overall, um, when you do want to get down to um, a more specific or uh, a more accurate reading, 
um, reading, understanding the decants of a sign. Like I'm keeping it, I'm going back to Western astrology now as opposed to Vedic because, mm-hmm. well, I mean, like you can look in the, I feel like I'm rambling. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> but when you get into the um, Vedic astrology, one thing you'll get into learning is the nashakras. The nashakras are the 27 celestial um, constellations that are behind the zodiac that, you know, that the moon, that, excuse me, that the sun travels. So it's like there is a more, a further breakdown or a further division of the pie so that you can get a more focused and centralized um, understanding of the energies within a certain degree. Um, but when you get into the Western, an easier way with the Western astrology is by focusing on the decants. And the decants would be like um, every 10 increments of a sign. You have, a, it gives off a different um a different energy. So, for instance, with Aries, the first the can is like um, it's a cardinal quality that will be given off in the first ten degrees of Aries, and then following that, it will be the fixed sign of of fire because Aries is fire. So, it the sign curl is like it it, it stays um, consistent with the sign that it is. So, Aries being a fire sign, a cardinal fire sign, that's how it begins the sign in the first ten degrees. Then the next 20, it would be the fixed, which is Leo, and then it'll mute, it will transform or mutate out of that with Sagittarius. So that's also another way, and it, and it goes like the same thing with Taurus. You're going in the next house, Taurus being a fixed sign, it's going to mutate out of that fixed sign um, into Virgo energy, and then from there, it's going to go into the cardinal Earth, which would be Capricorn. So it's like you can just really start to see a more detailed aspect of um, of Zudakaius once you get into those form of studies. But I just wanted to touch on that. You know, Brother Hassan, he did go in on that, um, on the Vedic astrology, so ain't really much more to say on that. But I yield the full family. Peace and love. Islam, much appreciated. Um, Indeed. I wanted Brother Hassan to, to call back. I'm not, you know, if um, if anyone is on here, who, um, including yourself, uh, who wants to give out the information to help people with their charts? If you, you know, if you have the knowledge actually to help people with oh. their charts, by by all means, give out your information or a way of contact. And I want Brother Hassan to do the same while I give out the Islam. other Moabite sisters' number at the end too. Islam, sorry, may mm-hmm. I just may I just um put out there um and we do have a private forum, um. It's by invite only, and it's only for Moorish minds. Those who are declared and proclaimed and really do take this information serious. Um, you can email um, morebook at activemores.com. That's more, M-O-O-R, book, B-O-O-K, at activemores, plural, M-O-O-R-S, dot com. Um, in, the subject, in the subject line, just put invitation request and submit your free appellation, and, uh, and, and you, you will receive an invite um, shortly after um, for you to be able to get access to um, our private forum. You know, like I'm doing, I just started classes. Um, New Naji, he, he has classes as well. And, um, you know, we're going to have other people come in and lend their energy to um, really building um, that centralized school that should be in the temples but isn't 
you know, but we, we try every avenue just to keep it open so that people can thoroughly understand this information, especially the esoteric um, side of things, because it's from the esoteric knowledge that we manifest things, you know, so um, with that, you know, please email um, morebook at activemores.com. Um, my appellation is Sharice L. once again, and um, I give the floor. Peace and love, family. Islam, appreciate you. Let me see if this is brother Hassan uh, calling in. Uh, let's see here. Islam. Islam? Islam, brother, I'm glad you called back. I wanted um, um, you to give out some way for people to contact you if you wanted to, if you have the ability to help them with their chart. Indeed, indeed. Um, uh, for for those that are familiar, for those that aren't uh, familiar as well, um, I can uh, be reached via Google Voice at uh, the uh, area code uh, is four four three three seven six eight seven six four. Once again, that's four four three three seven six eight seven six four via email. At uh, Hassan Gaziel Bay at gmail dot com. That's H A S A N G H A Z I E L B E Y at gmail dot com. As well, um, we kind of started when I say we, and it's really for the family. But um, there's a few who will respond if if either one are manning the computers, either myself, uh, partly if there's any when I'm traveling. Uh, if there's uh, uh, either myself, uh, Brother Devon Robinson Ill, or uh, Brother Amazite from this day, uh, you can reach us at uh, a Twitter that we're using to promote anything dealing with the family. That's uh, Days Your Activity. Um, it's uh, a Twitter account. It's at More Al Moroccans. That's capital uh, M O O R, capital A L, capital M O R O C C A N S. Uh, and that's at Twitter, that's at more uh, Moroccans. And um, I really think that's about it. And um, like I said, uh, most people know, too, um, I don't charge to do your natal chart. I think that's key because a lot of people, uh, you know, uh, want to know if there is a charge or whatever. But I'm, I'm not knocking those that do. A servant's worthy of uh, is higher. Um, that's a key principle uh, laid down by Prophet Noah Jolly himself in the beginning of the Circle 7 Quran. Um, but to uh, be brief, um, I don't charge, but there is a donation that you can give, and I'll disclose that if you tell me you want to donate, and that's that's really how it goes. But other than that, just if you want to get your chart, just uh, you know, hit me up on that information. And with that, I yield the floor. Thank you so much, so much uh, for your graciousness, Grant. Thank you so much. It's long. Peace and love. All right. So let me see if I can find the. Um, Sister's information here that I have do my chart. Uh, give me a brief second here. Let me see if I can find it actually. Okay, so I'm going to have to put it up, um, or if any of you need it, because I've got to go through my phone records here. Uh, I'll put it up on the form for um, Conscious Vibes for the show, 
And um, if anyone was actually interested, then just send me an email, northgatebay, B-E-Y, at gmail.com, and I'll get you information. I don't want to take up too much time trying to get it, keeping the um, um, the air silent here. So we're going to end the show. We'll be back next week. I do appreciate it. Um, you all tuning in. Hope we did some good. Peace and love. See you next week.